Hi, and welcome to the first episode of Speaking Ancient Geek. I am your host, Eric Gregg. I am here with Anthony Oliva and Brian Eckley. Uh, This will be a weekly, hopefully, podcast um, where we just sit down and we discuss all things geek culture, pop culture, movies that have released, movies that have been released. We'll do drafts, uh, opinions, questions, anything we go along with. Um, I thought... And my co-hosts don't know this yet, so I'm springing this on them. I thought we would start tonight by um, each going around and giving our favorite comic book movie and our least favorite comic book movie. Now, to clarify, my favorite comic book movie might not be what I think is the best comic book movie, but it's my favorite comic book movie. Same for least. It may not mean it's what I think is the worst, but it's my least favorite. So... I'll go first since I opened this up. My favorite comic book movie is a popular opinion. I don't care. It's a cop out. It's The Dark Knight. I think that's mm-hmm. the best comic book. I think it is the best and it is my favorite comic book movie of all time. My least favorite comic book movie, if I can count it. Well, actually, I'm going to change my answer as I'm sitting here thinking about it. My least favorite comic book movie where I top my head is X-Men Dark Phoenix. Um, I think that movie's terrible. Uh, which one of y'all would like to go next? Uh, I'd like to go. Okay. I think my favorite, not saying like this is the best one, but my favorite is Deadpool. Uh, I just great pick. Uh, Chef's kiss to everything Ryan Reynolds did. Uh, yeah. loved it, loved it. That's I think a great pick. the worst thing I've watched to me was probably Watchmen. Oh, okay. I, I. This is not that kind of segment. Go on, move it on. <laughs> that's for later. I disagree with that opinion. I don't think it's amazing, but the worst thing you've ever watched, like that seems a bit far-fetched, but okay. Uh, Brian, would you like to give a better opinion than that? <laughs> um, so my favorite, I'm going to go with Thor Ragnarok. Oh, another yeah. great pick. Yeah, that one just... It's it's stood the test of time for me. It's maintained think, a nice place in my heart. I think that's a top five, six MCU movie. So I love I love that pick. Um, and then the least favorite. It just came to my just came to my mind. Um, the Black Cat movie with uh, Holly Berry. Oh, the, oh. the Catwoman one. Catwoman. That's what it is. I knew I was saying it, Brian. Brian, no lie, before I picked Dark Phoenix, that was that was what was on my list. That was the one I was gonna pick and I changed it to Dark Phoenix. That movie's I don't I think That's I switched because I don't movie. even want to I don't even want to count it. Like I don't even want to count it as a movie that was made. So I feel bad picking it because I don't want to acknowledge its existence. It's so it's so bad. That was a good one. No, yeah. Or are you talking about the opinion or the movie? No, I, I no, I agree. Like he chose the. Oh, best. okay. I was about to be so upset if you were saying that was a good movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I know that we're we're straight. We're we're no, we're not, we're not in the same room. Take. But I, I was. Want, we were throw I want to hear the case for Catwoman now. <laughs> I need I need to find someone who enjoys that movie for more than Halle Berry in the suit. Like I need an actual reason somebody enjoys the movie because I can't imagine it's actually there. Um, oh, you know what's also is a bad one. Electra, what, what oh, the hell is that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, just the first uh, uh, Daredevil with Ben Affleck is not a not a great film. No. Um, and then they obviously did the Electra, which was worse somehow. Um, 
man, before the MCU came around, they really screwed the pooch with some movies. <laughs> Uh, they, they had some good ones. Yeah. I mean, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight were kind of pre-MCU. And they were both great films. But just overall, they've gotten significantly better here lately than uh, than they used to be. Um, speaking of which, tonight's episode is kind of going to be MCU-themed. We're going to go over some questions uh about the MCU, as well as one non-MCU, but I, I had the question uh, posed by some uh, friends of mine that know we're doing the podcast. I had them come with questions. This one was not MCU, but I actually really, really liked the question. So I'm going to ask it anyway. And then at, the last thing that we'll do tonight is we're going to do a draft where we're drafting MCU movies, not Marvel movies, just strictly MCU movies. So let's jump into some questions. Uh, some of these are going to spark, I think, some pretty good discussions. So we'll start with it. Um, I'll start with this one. Should the MCU have ended with Endgame? Oh, no. Hmm. I, can, My, I, I can, I can see the case for that. Um, you know, the, the, you know, the thing that just gets me is that it seems like half of the movies that have come out since Endgame have just not lived up to the quality that we've been expecting, you know, that we've gotten used to. Um, I've also, I, we also might wonder if there's just kind of a, a superhero fatigue at this point, but um, I don't, I don't, I don't I mean, I don't think I have the superhero fatigue, no, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, I still yeah, see it's like, I, I see the case for it. Um, but I don't know. They, they, I, I still love the movies. Okay, I can't. I think, I think that's where I'm at. I think if I had to answer this question, I would say no. But I could see the argument for a longer break. I think there should have been a longer break between Endgame and the next project. And I think that would have given like a little bit of time. I think, like for me, I think one of the thing is is we've gotten super spoiled, and I don't mean we as like us three. I just mean we as in the comic book community because we had Ragnarok followed by Infinity War followed by Endgame followed by Far From Home followed by No Way Home and these movies were phenomenal and now the MCU is having to kind of reset and go back to some origin stories and kind of rebuilding a world towards a new villain a new Thanos type character and like we just we were spoiled by these gigantic 9.5 10 out of 10 movies and now a movie comes out that's a 7.5 8 out of 10 and we're like oh that sucks it's like no it doesn't that was a really good film but we just think at this point the mcu should be producing 10 out of 10 content across the board and i i think that's a like a somewhat ridiculous standard to hold the mcu to because if you look back on phase one with Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, followed by the Avengers, the only great film in that is the Avengers. Well, I, I like Captain say, America, the first Avenger. I, I'm not saying I don't like it. I think it's I think I'd give it like a 7.5 out of 10. But to me, the Avengers oh. is the only one that goes up to like a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 kind of movie. Whereas, like, now we're seeing that, and I think I think I would give these lower-level movies that are kind of getting bad reviews, Thor, Love, and Thunder, 
Doctor Strange Multiverse Madness, I'd say they probably still roll in around the 7 to 8 out of 10 movie, but we're expecting the MCU to be these 10 out of 10s every time they come out. And I think that's too high of a standard to hold the MCU to. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, that's because I got to look at these questions for y'all did. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, segwaying off of that question, and I want to preface this. Well, no, I'll just answer. I'll just be the first to answer. The question is, did adding too many shows hurt the MCU's content? And I think the answer is yes. I, I agree with that. When they first yeah. came out with that phase four, I'm not saying the shows were terrible. I'm not saying that all the shows were bad. I'm just saying I think they tried to overload too much by adding the shows into it. And yeah, some I, of the shows weren't needed while they might be good. And what, like, I'll use this one. And Brian, you're, you're going to jump to the computer screen. Maybe. She-Hulk was a decent show, yeah. but it didn't advance anything. I like knew, that, does, I, I knew that was the exact one you were going to go with. <laughs> but it doesn't matter for the MCU. I can, I, I can go forward right now with the MCU having not watched She-Hulk and be fine. And I think that hurt them because not everybody can sit down and watch TV shows as much as they might be able to go see a movie once every three months. But then it's like, oh, did you see Loki? Because if you didn't see Loki, you can't see uh, Ant-Man. Quantumania, or or did you see WandaVision? Because if you haven't seen WandaVision, there's no point in you watching Doctor Strange. It's like, no, I didn't watch WandaVision. I don't have time for a TV show, but I can go see a two-hour movie once every four months. And I think that, I think the shows, I'm not saying that the shows were a bad idea, and I loved Loki. I loved WandaVision. I thought She-Hulk was decent. Like, I've enjoyed the shows. I just think that they tried to put out too many at once. And it hurt. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I mean, I still haven't watched a fair amount of the shows, and it's it's because of those exact reasons that you're saying. And yeah, they they put out too many um, at once. Regarding She-Hulk, I I feel like they the writing just needed to be better. She-Hulk was She-Hulk was was very entertaining for me up until the last episode when it just kind of. Like they they took what they were building for the entire show and just kind of made a joke. Marvel's out of it. biggest issue with their shows has been their finales. the The finales of all their shows, with to me the exception of Loki, which I thought had a phenomenal finale, but uh, ironically, Loki is the only one that's getting a season two, um, that we know of thus far. The finales. Well, I mean, WandaVision's getting a season two, but it's Agatha, you know. It's a spinoff. It's not a season yeah, two. I so it's, it's a spinoff. But I mean, you could make the argument that WandaVision season two was Multiverse of Madness. That that's was the continuation. Miss Marvel season two will be the Marvels. Like they're continu- But that's what I'm saying. Like WandaVision clearly led into Multiverse of Madness. Loki clearly alluded into Quantumania. Um, Falcon and the Royal Soldier will lead into Captain America four. She Hulk leads into nothing. And I think, and, and Secret Invasion, if I want to use another show, Secret Invasion is one that seems like it's going to lead into nothing. Moon Knight is leading into nothing, if I don't want to sit here and just pick on She-Hulk. There's other shows that are leading into nothing that they put into this MCU. 
And so to me, it's like, well, I barely even care about those. I can care about the Mar- Miss Marvel for a little bit because it leads into the Marvels, which is a movie, which will obviously lead into other things. I can care about WandaVision. I can care about Loki. Well, I can care about WandaVision. I care about Loki because those were previously established characters. So obviously I wanted to see what Wanda did. I want to see what Loki does. Those are previously established characters. Uh, same with Falcon and Winter Soldier. But with She-Hulk, it's like if this isn't going to lead into anything and it's not a character that I already have a previously established relationship in these movies with, then I don't see myself caring that much about a show that's not leading into any future MCU project that we are currently aware of. Might she appear in Secret Wars or the Kang Dynasty? Potentially, but I have no... I have no reason to believe that to be true currently. Just thinking off the top of my head, one possibility. There is a there is a uh, a comic book series called uh, Planet Without a Hulk. And you can already figure out that it's during the time when um, Hulk is like, doing his whole Planet Hulk thing. Um, it's, it's the story of She-Hulk having to deal with all of Hulk's villains back on Earth. And so, like, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, they could, if they wanted to keep doing something with She-Hulk, and I hope they do, um, they, you know, take Hulk off-world for a while with Nick Fury for some time, and then She-Hulk has to deal with whatever, like, whatever the Hulk would normally deal with. Right. And 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 I don't want to say, like, and, and this will lead into another question that I have, so we can we can kind of use this to segue into thoughts on the current MCU direction, like the direction that they're going. And I don't I don't think it's an overly bad direction. Like, one, they've got these like like new characters that new for the MCU, like Fantastic Four. Like that's going to keep people excited. Like the MCU was able to take a no name like no one had ever heard of them before a group of characters in the guardians of the galaxy and turn it into one of the greatest trilogies one of the greatest comic movie trilogies of all time from a group that no one had ever heard of so you sit back and you think okay well if they could do that with guardians then they should be able to do something amazing with the fantastic four and so on and so on. The X-Men are supposed to be coming in. Obviously, Deadpool is technically now part of the MCU, and I think that will obviously Deadpool 3 will obviously play into that. And then you've got to look, and also until 2008, while they had been heard about, Fantastic Four and X-Men were the Marvel A-list comic book characters. They were the guys. Nobody really knew who the, I mean, comic book nerd like nerds, geeks did with the Avengers. But nobody really cared about the Avengers until the MCU got a hold of them and made them this popular. It was X-Men and Fantastic Four that were the popular ones. That's why they got the movies back in the early 2000s. I just... I don't hate the direction it's going, but I definitely understand where people are coming from where they're like, hey, these... like I'm just... I'm not feeling it like I was leading up to Endgame. I'm with you, Brian. I don't have superhero fatigue. I see every Marvel movie in theaters still. Um, I've tried to watch every show, at least somewhat. I've watched episodes of every show. There are some shows I have not completed. Um, but I, I, I plan to get around to it. 
I even still see DC movies when they come free to HBO Max because um, that's what they deserve is for me to not have to pay for them. Um, but this is not a DC uh, podcast right now, so we're not going to do that. <laughs> um, maybe another time. But I just feel like the MCU, while it has taken a step back, I don't hate its current. I don't. I don't hate the current direction that it's headed. We, st- those of us that are big Marvel fans, big Marvel movie fans, we're still excited when the next movie comes out. Um, this is good. Okay, I'm gonna. I have a a statement to make with this question that's going to clarify what it means, but I don't want to say that statement first because I want to hear y'all's reaction to just the question. That's an actually serious question. Would we have the MCU if it wasn't for Elf's success? Wait, what? Would we have the MCU if it wasn't for Elf's success? Elf, like the Will Ferrell movie? Elf, the Will Ferrell movie. Uh, I don't under, I don't understand. Good. Let me explain. In 2008, or I guess maybe 2007, uh, Elf came out in 2006. It was a big hit. It obviously is one of the most popular Christmas movies. Its director was John Favreau. He got the Iron Man gig off the tail of Elf's success. And John Favreau pushed for Robert Downey Jr. to be cast as the lead character in his Iron Man movie. You could make the argument that if Elf is not successful, John Favreau does not get tagged for Iron Man and does not push for Robert Downey Jr., and therefore we might not get the success for the MCU that we got going forward strictly because Elf wasn't as successful. Now, obviously, Elf didn't play a part in the MCU or anything like that. But Favreau, without the success of Elf, probably does not get the director of the first MCU movie and might not push for Robert Downey Jr., who was the MCU's head guy for the 10 years between Iron Man and Endgame. It's kind of crazy how everything works in a way like that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, I want to hear y'all's response because you're going to think this is a nutty statement. But when you really boil down and think of it, maybe not. We might not get the MCU if not for the success of Elf. Which is wild. that's, That's really interesting. And I don't really have anything else to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, this isn't going to be a discussion, but it's just going to be like one of those like, oh, well, shit, maybe not. <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we don't get success if if Elf doesn't hit like it did just because of Favreau and his pushing for Robert Downey Jr. Um, obviously, everything after Iron Man uh, has nothing to do with Elf. Unless you just want to keep going back and be like, well, Endgame doesn't happen if Infinity War doesn't happen, and Infinity War doesn't happen if Captain America Winter Soldier doesn't happen. Just go all the way back to Iron Man. But that's not the point. Okay, so (laughs) um, this question is not MCU-based. It is comic book movie-based, though. And I saw it posed earlier, and I really had to think about it because to me, this is the greatest comic book trilogy of all time to me. But I've never, I mean, I've thought at times about this. So I'll just pose it this way. What are y'all's thoughts on 
Batman allowing Ra's al Ghul to die at the end of Batman Begins. I mean, I think they knew the direction they were going is so they couldn't keep him pretty long. I thought it was just fine. I I understand that argument. My argument is I think it's a bit of a cop-out loophole to Batman's I don't kill rule. Like, he did, though. He could have saved Roz, but he chose to let him die, essentially killing him. And Batman's whole thing is he does not kill. That's not made up for Nolan's trilogy. Batman does not kill. Except for what they butchered him with in the Snyderverse, but we're not going to get into that. In this, he shouldn't... I, I can see the argument that he essentially killed Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, I can see the argument, but I just didn't hate it. <laughs> I don't... I don't hate it. Like I said, the Dark Knight trilogy by Nolan is uh, my favorite comic book movie trilogy of all time. I think it's the best one done. I think Batman Begins. Uh, I had this. Uh, I think I posed this in a chat with you a couple like months back or something, Anthony. So I'll ask it here because it's a good question that mixes into the MCU. If I'm going to remove the Dark Knight Rises, but if you put Batman Begins and Dark Knight into the MCU. They are both top seven MCU movies. I agree. And I think Dark Knight becomes the best to me because it's my favorite comic movie of all time. But I think it becomes number one. I think Batman Begins is essentially a top five MCU movie, and I don't think it can be lower than seven. If you just – I know they don't intertwine, but like if you just said, these are MCU movies, where do you rank them? Top seven for those movies, no doubt. Yeah, I agree. And I think – what about you, Brian? Do you agree with that statement? I don't disagree with it. I think I'm just having a hard time wrapping my mind around the idea of those movies being in the MCU. Well, yes, they're not MCU type movies. But yeah, I would just no, say, I, I would mean, say that, that seems like a really simple way to put it, but like I really am like I, I think, get I understand the question. Like the quality right. of those movies compared to the quality of the MCU. would be if I had to rank those just those two movies with every MCU movie those two movies would make my top seven it would bump down some MCU movies out of that top seven and those two movies would overtake them I don't I I, I so I kind of understand what like Brian's going through in his head where it's like it's not really a fair thing to like categorize because <laughs> it's like okay well what if we took Marvel movies put them in DC it's like okay well DC wouldn't exist you know well, I think I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll pose it this way: Batman Begins and The Dark Knight are in the top seven all time of comic book movies. Yeah, if we go comic book movies, yeah, and I, I agree, in, in, yeah. in comic book movies across the board, Dark Knight and Batman Begins are in the top seven. Yes. Yeah. I, I. There's no fighting. <laughs> would find that hard to argue. And I've never, you know, obviously you you've got the other greats like Endgame, you've got Deadpool, you've got uh, Across the Spider Verse, which you still need to see, Anthony. Um, you've got Howard the Duck. You've got these greats that get pulled in, but 
I think those two are top seven. I don't, I don't know if we're talking about the top 10, there just been so many now that I don't know that I'll put Batman begins in there, but I, I can see the case for dark Knight. Well, for me, there, there, there's no case for it. I think dark Knight's the greatest comic book movie ever made. <laughs> um, so to me, that's one on any list. I think it was a great way to introduce a hero. I, yeah, I think Batman like Begins that. is one of the best origins of all time. I can agree with um, that. The other one that I put up there with the Dark Knight that to me is like undisputed top three comic book movies, I don't know if y'all agree or not, is Logan. Um, I, I have mixed feelings with Logan, but yeah. Why? Logan is phenomenal. No, it's it's been it's phenomenal. Uh, I just... I don't know. I guess the hard thing about getting Logan in there is that it legit pisses me off and it's not the movie. It's the timeline that X-Men was running with and they literally confuse the fuck out of you. To to remove Logan from the timeline because the X-Men timeline is quite possibly one of the bottom three things comic book movies have ever done. Yes, it's it's horrible. The timeline is terrible. I hate it so much where Watching Logan, it's like, okay, I have to just watch it as a movie. And it, it still hurts a little bit just because of that, where it's like, come on, dude. Like, why why, why does X-Men do this? Okay, I'm going to say this question. I want to see if it pisses you guys off or not. Have Has everybody seen Pattinson's Batman? Yes. Brian? Um, uh, oh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Have, you seen, have you seen the Batman? Yes. Okay. Uh, for anybody listening, Batman is my favorite comic book hero of all time. I have a lot of opinions on multiple Batman movies, things like that. Like Batman's my favorite comic book uh, superhero of all time. As I've stated already, The Dark Knight is my favorite comic book movie of all time. So y'all know how I feel about that. Robert Pattinson's The Batman, or you know what? I won't say Robert Pattinson. Matt Reeves' The Batman is a better comic book portrayal Batman movie than The Dark Knight. I agree with that. I like The Dark Knight more. But I think Matt Reeves' Batman is a better comic book accurate portrayal than the one we see in The Dark Knight. That movie, The Batman, had the whole detective thing going on, which is something that we yes. don't really see in a lot of other in really any of the of other Batman. Yeah, live action ones. You see it. I mean, obviously animated's a little different, but that live action, it was the first our real first you know what it reminded me of is the Arkham video games. Yeah. Yes. Um, true, would yes. Be my my biggest comparison for it is it reminded me of the Arkham video games, which are one of my favorite video game series of all time. And I, the Batman is my second favorite Batman film of all time, behind The Dark Knight. Um, but like on the flip side of that, I wouldn't put it higher than Batman Begins. I think Batman Begins is a better movie, but I think the bat the Batman ranks higher for me because of that portrayal and how accurately they got. Like I loved his relationship with Commissioner Gordon and how they really literally worked on the crimes together. And went about that. Like, I just thought that was done better in the Batman than it had been done previously in the bat, the live action Batman films that we had gotten. Obviously, like I said, animated's a little bit different. They do pretty well with those. Um, 
but I didn't get as much. I thought I was going to get some pushback on that, but y'all didn't really push back on that at all. No. <laughs> I was like, this is going to set them off. They're going to be really mad that I'm saying this. <laughs> um, I still think Bale is my favorite Batman. Uh, live action. Kevin Conroy is Batman. My favorite live action Batman is Christian Bale, but I thought Pattinson did a fantastic job with it. Um, and I kind of like seeing him be young and um, learning. Emo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, emo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, since we're on this track of Oscars too, I saw this pose the other day, and I kind of disagree with it, but I, it, was a, it was a good discussion question. Does the Batman fall into the same trap as Raiders of the Lost Ark which I'm sure, as we've all seen Big Bang Theory, we know that the Raiders of the Lost Ark, if you take Indiana Jones out of the movie, it has the same outcome. Does the Batman fall into that? If you take Batman out of the movie, does it have the same outcome? Oh, and I could make, I could the, make the argument, yes. It still floods. Alfred still gets blown up. Like, I... I could make the argument that yes, the essential ending of the movie stays the same if you take the Batman out. The only thing that like I could argue is a little bit different is I don't know that they catch the Riddler. But like what happens at the end still happens if you take Batman out of the movie. Um I don't know if that takes the movie down a notch for any of y'all. It didn't for me, but I can no. see the argument. Well, <laughs> I have to I have to watch the Batman again before I can even really process that what you're saying there. Cause it's the big O where you look at this like the left side of your room looking like there's a camera watching you. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean it's it's potentially on there. I I haven't re I've rewatched it a couple times since it came out in theaters. I haven't rewatched it since I heard that statement. I would like to also sit down and be like, is there anything here that I can pinpoint that changes if Batman is taken out that would change the outcome? But on the surface, I can't think. Of it. But I thought that movie was extremely well cast. I loved um, I loved uh, Colin. Farrell as the Penguin. I thought they did a phenomenal job with that. Uh, I loved... Uh, I can't remember her name that played Catwoman. I thought she did a great job. Um, I thought uh, Gordon was great. Like I said, I thought Pattinson was great. Circus wasn't in it a ton, but I think he's phenomenal in everything he does, so I think he was a decent Alfred. Um, the guy that played the Riddler, I don't know him from anything else, but I thought he was amazing. Um, was it he on uh, Little Miss Sunshine? Have any of yes, one of my that? favorite movies of all time. I've never seen yeah. that. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I didn't know him as well. Um, as I don't know, did you guys see the deleted scene where he talks to the Joker in Arkham? No. Okay. So there's a deleted scene where, because uh, it's the Joker clearly at the end with the Riddler. When they're in Arkham, you hear the Joker's laugh. Um, there's a deleted scene where he actually goes and you can see the scars on his face and everything. He's very clearly uh, pretty soon post-acid dump. Uh, like, it's happened recently. My dream for Matt Reeves, because Matt Reeves' uh, movies going forward, because in the deleted scene, Bruce goes, well, Batman goes, but I'm pretty sure the Joker knows. Batman goes 
and seeks his advice on how to catch the Riddler. He's asking him to think like the Riddler would think. And I think I would love if we didn't get a Batman versus Joker movie for quite a few with these. And we actually got more scenes like that where whoever the villain happens to be, I think they've said Clayface is going to be in the next one. Whoever that villain happens to be, we see more scenes of Batman going to Arkham and using the Joker as a consultant. And I think that would be a nice twist because we've seen the Joker plenty. Um, some really, really good, like Heath Ledger, and then there was also Jared Leto did it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, yeah, yikes is right. And so I think it would be best to not see him in that straight-up villain role, but I think it would be cool to see him as that consultant within Arkham. I would, I would liked exactly what you're saying, where he's not playing the villain role, like he's, you know, talking amongst Bruce, but I would like it later down the road where it's like, okay, you know, he's learned everything he can from Batman, exactly how he thinks and the way he moves, that it literally becomes his worst nightmare, his enemy, you know? Like, keep your uh, yeah. enemy closer kind of thing for Joker. Okay, I'll ask this question, because I think it's a great topic question, and I don't think there'll be a ton of disagreement with it, but I think it's a good topic starter. If you could have one... villain in the Batman movie, the Batman 2, let's say that. I think Clayface has been confirmed. Let's say they can do a second one. In the Batman 2, or even the Batman 3, that hasn't been done in a live-action Batman movie yet, who would you choose? Hmm. I have my answer, but I don't want to give you all ideas, so I'll say it after. I technically have two, I guess. Uh, I guess Man Bat. You know, I thought of Man Bat. That is a unique choice. I think it'd be pretty cool. Like it's a dark setting for that show already. You know. Uh, oh, you know who else? Uh, was Zaz? That'd be Zaz was was technically in the Nolan trilogy. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I mean, he was very, like, side character. Uh, he was at the beginning of Dark Knight Rises. Um, they used him in the court proceedings. Um, if y'all remember that scene where, like, they're deciding whether they were getting exile or death by exile or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zaz, Zaz is around for that. Um, but he hasn't been done a lot, so I could, I would I would say that that's included. He wasn't really a, a major villain like Scarecrow or Bane or Joker or, or Roz or anything like that. Uh, Brian, do no. you have... I, I have I have the kindlings of the thought here. Um, okay. Because you just you were just talking about how the Joker's in Arkham Asylum right now, and Batman's having these conversations with him, and yada yada yada. Right. Um, I could see Poison Ivy. Yeah. And just kind of setting things up to where you have Poison Ivy in the second movie, and maybe in the second movie we also see. Dr. Quinzel as Dr. Quinzel, you know, at Arkham. Yeah, and, and I would, we, we had a Poison Ivy in the 80s or 90s or whatever. Did we? And, and yeah. Then, yeah. Was, yeah and we also she was, her in Gotham. I'm not including Gotham in this. Gotham is excluded. I, I, 
live action movie, strictly live, because Gotham covered so many, it would be hard to choose Love one it. that we haven't seen before. Gotham's amazing. Gotham is such an underrated show, oh. but it had so many that it would be hard to choose one. So strictly, strictly live action movies. We had Poison Ivy in the nineties, but with the exception of Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey, we haven't gotten a Harley Quinn. And so that's one that would be interesting to see because I don't really count those movies as movies. Oh, while that she would did be it. great for what they're doing right now. Harley Quinn, oh, Rachel, yeah. Joker. Damn. Um, my answer, my two answers are Hush. I would love to see Hush uh, portrayed on, in live action. They had the... Uh, Obviously, they had the, the animated. And then I would love, and this was a big part of Gotham, but I'm not including it strictly for that. I would love the Court of Owls. Oh, the um, Court of Owls. I would love to see the Court of Owls done good in live action, uh, a live action Batman movie for sure. Um, would be two of my two of my top choices. I'm excited for Clay. Clay I feel Batman. like the Court of Owls would be fantastic for the – uh, Matt Reeves Batman. Yes, it fits. It fits that that type of Batman movie so well. Um, that I would I would love to see that. All right, last question, and uh, before we do the draft, um, I, this was posted on another podcast I listened to. I think it's a fun question, uh, Brian. I don't know if you've seen the John Wick movies, but you you get the general idea of John Wick. I've seen the the first one, and I think I saw the second one at some okay, point. Okay, so you get the general idea of what he does. Yeah. Okay. John Wick gets dropped in the Gotham City. The active criminals that are actually out and about are Killer Croc, Man Bat, the Joker, all of his goons... And Victor Zaz. John Wick has to survive 12 hours. There is a hit out on John Wick, like there is in the John Wick movies. Is he making it? Yes, that's it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, well, uh, to to a sense, yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't think John Wick's taken down. um, He just has to survive. That's it. Yeah, but you got to think they're all coming at him like they were in the John Wick movies. There is a bounty out on him for that three hundred million dollars. He was out in the streets with a fucking horse. Come on, like. But you don't think Man Bat would be a little difficult? No, I'm pretty sure he would make silver bullets. He he would figure out something. Yeah, and I mean, not like for this scenario, John Wick has all the resources that he needs, like the guns and everything. Like he's John Wicked out with it. I think like Killer Croc's easy because you just avoid the sewers. You just and... I mean, go go near the sewers. You're good on Killer Croc, and then like the Joker and Zaz are done in minutes. They're people. Like they're like the Joker's smart. He might make it a little bit, but like he's easy to kill. Like he's a person. You just you shoot him. I just think like I I think John Wick survives for the twelve hours, but I don't I don't think it's like the easiest thing he's ever done. No, but like, that's a tall I, way. Like, like it's not, like, it's not easy. <laughs> but he would do like, it. I don't. Um. All right. So, so I said that was gonna be the last one, but I lied. Um. All right. Same scenario. 
but instead of John Wick, you're dropping Stitch. Is Stitch surviving that 12 hours? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is he surviving? I think Stitch survives that 12 hours. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I'm actually more confident in Stitch than John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Stitch versus John Wick. Who's coming out? I mean, he'd probably adopt Stitch as a dog. It'd probably, so. just, it'd probably yeah. just be his dog. Yeah, that's exactly what would happen. Yeah. Well, on, man. <laughs> All right, last one. Same scenario as Wick and, and Stitch. The penguins in Madagascar. Oh, <laughs> it's over. It's over what? Like the penguins are dying or they're surviving? No, Gotham got them screwed. That's what I'm thinking. I think the, the, the penguins, penguins join the villains. The penguins, the penguins come out of this scenario on top. No, no doubt in my mind, the penguins come out of the scenario on top with ease. Um. All right, we'll do we'll do our draft. I think for my memory purposes, let's we've got a little chat thing up over here. Let's type our answers into that so I can remember what's been taken. Uh and how many rounds? We're each going to get five movies. It's a draft, so you can't take something somebody else has taken. You're not listing your top five favorite. Uh, I'm going first. Anthony's going second. Brian's going third. Then we'll snake back around with Brian, Anthony, me, and so on and so on. So with my first pick in the MCU draft, I am taking Winter Soldier. Uh, I'm going to go Endgame. Solid pick. Gonna cross that off my list. And <laughs> <laughs> get rid of that. <laughs> um, no way home. Oh, are you kidding me? I've already won this draft. I'm landing Infinity War and Winter Soldier. It's not over. Call it goats. I've got Jordan and Pippin. Okay, okay. Luke and back around me. Oh, no. Brian, I don't have Infinity War. You can technically take it. You're supposed to snake. I've got my next pick if you want to take Infinity War. Well, I'm thinking about it. You know what? Yeah, yeah, I'm taking Infinity War. Okay, then I am going Thor Ragnarok. Damn it. <laughs> let you have Infinity War. And then my uh, second one coming back around from that. I'm, I, snake back, I get two. Wait, I haven't gone. Okay. No, we're. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Go. I'm getting it confused on the order here. This is why I yes. wanted a lip, but I didn't make one. Like, I didn't make a board. I was. I meant to make one at that time. Go. Okay. Uh, I'm going Civil War. Okay. You go Civil War. I'll go Thor, Thor Ragnarok. And then it's me. And I'll go Civil War is not going to be my next, but I forget what my next one's going to be. And I don't have a list in front of me because I don't come that prepared. I just get mad when I have to cross it off. It irritates me. Let's go. I'm going to think about what y'all would take too. Like, do I need to reach or am I good? I'm taking Guardians 1. Oh, that was my next one. That's a good choice. Now back to you, Anthony. Man, you're having me think now. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Uh, you know what? Let's just go with what I fought with you guys one night. I'm going to go Iron Man. That's a, that's a solid pick. It started it. Can I include Elf? Yeah. Um, you Brian, know, you can include Elf. I get it as a bonus. I guess so. <laughs> uh, Brian, you get two back-to-back. Honda Forever. Oh, wild pick. Uh, I, I feel this one. So, First Avenger. Ooh, love that. Oh, that's a solid one. Um, you took First Avenger. Uh, Anthony, one pick. Hmm. Trying to think. I, I, I want to make sure that we're good. Let's see. You know what? Let's just go and stick with the classics. I'm already working with it. Let's go Avengers. Okay. These are my last two. Um, I have to think now because you took one of them. <laughs> um, these are my last two. This will give me my five. I'm going. Uh... I know what my last one is now. took all the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan and Pippin. <laughs> Alright, I'm going Doctor Strange. Uh, good choice. And you know what? Unpopular opinion, but I think it's easily top 10 MCU. Maybe even top 7. Cheng Chi. Oh, that was my last. I, pick. I did think of Shang Chi. That's a that good was one. my last pick. Oh, Got sorry, me. Anthony. <laughs> yeah, Shang Chi. Throwing that one in there. Love that movie. Think it's one of the best things they've done since Endgame. Okay, are we back to me or? Yeah, yeah. it's your last. Your last pick is here. Yeah. Ah, oh, damn it, man! I was so <laughs> mad. <laughs> Okay, you know what? Uh, should I just be stupid or actually? No, pick something for. <laughs> I- I'm so upset. <laughs> okay, uh, you know what? Let's go. Okay, we're just going to go Guardians of the Galaxy Vol- Volume 2. Two over three? Yeah, I haven't watched. Oh my god, do you have Disney Plus? Yes. Okay, so you can just watch it. It's so good. But two's a great pick, but I think three is better. Yeah, I'm... Brian, this is your last... Yeah, I've got got three in mind. Um, You can pick one, but I'm definitely going to ask you the other two, just so you know. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, you know, I'm. Uh, I'll, I'll take volume three. Okay, that's that's the greatest. Far from home was definitely one of your other ones. No, um, no. the other. I mean, far from home is definitely. Should I'm be surprised up there. that didn't get picked. It definitely should be up there, but um, the other two I had in mind were Ant Man and Age of Ultron. Uh, another two to me, Age of Ultron is overhated. 
like I think old Age of Ultron's a solid movie, and it gets a lot of crap. Uh, Ant Man's just fun. The first, yeah, it does. It's one of the lower rated MCU. Ant Man, Ant Man's just fun. I love Ant the first Ant Man. It movie. is like it it's really just a is. fun movie. Like, like it's it's not amazing and blow you blow you out of the water, but it's just like I find that movie to be so just enjoyable to sit down and watch. Um, it's my favorite of the three Ant Man movies. Um. We, you know, we didn't have a lot of Phase 4 on there. <laughs> Threw in Shang-Chi and No Way Home. Uh, and Wakanda, Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever, yeah. Which I don't... And Guardians 3. Yeah, and Guardians 3. I forget. That's not on my... I forget. That's uh, that's Phase 5, technically. I mean, not phase I, four. Don't, I don't think Eternals should even be part of Phase 4 at all. Uh, Eternals... Uh, I don't understand. I don't even know that I consider that part of the MCU. I mean, they described where nowhere came from. That's about it. Yeah, like I just like it. Just that one's so out there for me. Um, let's let's do that. What's y'all's least favorite MCU movie? Not particularly worst, but least favorite. Uh, a couple last questions here to wrap up the pod. I got a couple of these. I'm going to throw at y'all, but let's start with this least favorite MCU movie. Uh, Captain Marvel. Same. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I didn't want to say it because like I, I it's I, all three of ours though. We agree on yeah, that. It's, it's yeah, like, I, I just mean, don't I like it. To, like, I want to give it another chance. I want to watch it, sit down and watch it again at some point. But I just, I, I really don't think. I mean, I sat through that movie wondering why do I care more about her past than she seems to. <laughs> <laughs> like I just, I don't. I find it. I don't know that I would consider it the worst MCU movie, but it's by no. far my least favorite. Yes, like, yes, I just, I just don't enjoy it. Like I have such a hard time getting through it. I like I've said before to y'all. I think the Marvels looks pretty good. I'm kind of intrigued by that. Like it's like my dislike from Captain Marvel is not stopping me from wanting to see future MCU projects with Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. I just felt that that movie yeah, is. I, just one I of think the she weakest. was a great. I think she was a great addition to Endgame. But the her her solo movie, <laughs> yeah, just not right. Just it wasn't it wasn't good. I liked her. Like I'm, I'm with you. I liked her character in Endgame. I just that movie just did not do it for me. It was by far my least favorite MCU movie. All right, two more questions. I think me and Anthony's for this might be the same. I don't know about you, Brian. Most overrated MCU movie. Oh, I don't want to say this out loud. I know it's not good, but it's the same one I have. And it's not saying it's a bad movie, but it's overrated. But I'm going to let Brian go first because we're not going to – we'll go into ours in a second. I just want people to know I don't dislike this movie. I think some performances are amazing, but I think it's overrated. Love the actor. Same. Brian, you're most overrated. Again, doesn't mean it's bad. You just think it gets a little bit more credit than it should. Hmm. Having a hard time thinking of this one. Um, I don't know if I can think of one. The most overrated weight. Um, well, I don't know. Mine, I was, I literally felt peer pressure to like it. It's ours. It's ours. We know it's the same, Anthony. We've discussed it before. <laughs> yeah. We know it's the same one. <laughs> 
but I really want – I don't want to say it because I, I don't want it to become Brian's because of what we say. I want to see if he can think of one with his own mind. <laughs> I mean the, the one that I have in mind right now is Thor Love and Thunder, but I, I don't – See, I, I don't know if I, I don't think I know if I really am tapped into the online discussions well enough to know which ones are overrated. Yeah, Thor: Love and Thunder didn't get great reviews, so I don't know that I could include that because it's not highly rated. Like it got pretty bad reviews. Like it was a letdown to people. I mean, I have a guess as to which one y'all are thinking of. What do you think ours is? Black Panther. Yeah, yeah the first one. It's the first one. I, I enjoyed Wakanda forever. I think the original Black Panther, I love T'Challa. I love the character. Uh, I love Killmonger. Um, I love the Queen. I love Shuri. I think it has some great performances in it. I don't think it's a top 10 MCU movie. I just don't. I just, I don't. It's a very generic story. It's a very predictable story. And I just, I don't, I don't feel like it's that good. It got rated part, as like a top five MCU movie, and I'm just like, I don't see it. It's not as good. My favorite part was literally uh, Killmonger beating beating T'Challa's ass. <laughs> it had some great scenes in it, like it had some good moments. It just like overall to me, everyone told me, "Oh, it's one of the best movies ever," and I was like, "Oh, really?" And I sat there and I'm like, "I'm like, it, I mean, it's all right." Hey, what do you mean it's all right? I'm like. I mean, it's all right. Like, it's a good movie. Well, that's the way that I put it. Oh, that's a good movie. Like, I felt it, the same not- way with Quantumania. Like, I was like, are we all watching the same movie? Like, Ooh, That's a good question for you because we haven't gotten into this. Because I like that movie a little bit more than you do. Quantumania or Black Panther was the better movie? I think I would rather watch Black Panther. I disagree. And that's not a knock on Black Panther. I like. I would rather watch Black Panther than multiple MCU projects. I don't think it's in the bottom five of MCU movies. I, I think that Quantum Mania literally had more holes than Black Panther did, and it just. I. I like my things that I liked about Quantum Mania. Uh, Brian, have you seen Quantum Mania? No. Then we will not go into this right now. I liked Quantum Mania more than you did. <laughs> um, but we have the same now. On the flip side of that, I thought Wakanda Forever was really well done. I really enjoyed Wakanda Forever. In fact, when I went to see Wakanda Forever, it was on the tales of Multiverse of Madness and Love and Thunder coming out. Uh, two movies that I thought were okay at their best moments. Like I didn't love either one of them, but I enjoyed them. And then I saw Wakanda Forever, and my first thought process leaving the theater was, that's what Marvel's supposed to be. Like It felt yeah, like yeah. a Marvel movie to me. Yeah, well, uh, I had the same thing. Opposed to what I had seen, I felt the same way with Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I was like, this is what I know Marvel can do. I just wish they could do it every time. Like, th- that's how I felt with Wakanda Forever when I walked out. So I enjoyed Wakanda Forever. I just, again, I enjoyed Black Panther. I just felt like it wasn't amazing as people said it was. It was like, they were like, this is the best movie ever made. This is so good. It's it's changed cinema. I'm like, no, it's it's a very generic story. I saw it in The Lion King. Like, it doesn't, it's not, it's not what people thought was, it's it's overrated to, to me anyway. My last question has one stipulation on it. The last question as we wrap up this pod 
what is your most anticipated MCU project? And you can't say Deadpool three. Um, I got to yeah. pull up the list. Yeah. Fuck y'all. Cause I, that's everybody's. <laughs> so you can't say it. It's off limits. Like anticipate and, Anticipated, so what we're most exi- excited for? Yeah, what you're most excited for going forward with the MCU. What thing has been announced that you are most excited for? And it could be a TV show, although I don't know if there's a ton of TV shows announced right now that haven't already come out. But it can be whatever MCU project there is. What are you most excited for that's already been announced? Does Blade count? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I'm excited for Blade. I don't like that they've had changes of directors and have to redo the whole script. Like, it worries me. I I actually prefer that where it's like, look, we cannot mess this up. Like, this is trash. Let's go at it again. Like, I, I, I enjoy the fact that they're not like, let's just throw this character out there. It's not supposed to be like current. Like, I like that. Let's yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind it. It just kind of like has me worried. I am excited for Blade. I like the actor that they chose. Like, I, I there's parts of it I'm excited for. Um, my two, I have so many. I'm gonna not choose either of the Avengers movies just because they feel like cop outs. Because those are like the big movies. Like, there's two Avengers movies coming. Like, how great will that be? Um, I mean, Fantastic Four as well, right? I'm going to say Fantastic Four, but also I'm kind of excited for Captain America 4. I, um, I am too, but I'm very, very curious, like, not off the movie, but like, how they set up the Avengers going forward, what they're doing. I want to see Taskmaster. I want to see a bunch of I stuff think, going on. I think that's why I'm excited for it. And mentioning Taskmasters, I, I also am kind of anticipating Thunderbolts. Yeah. Like, I think what I'm excited for with Captain America 4 is, like, the Marvels comes out in November. Captain America 4, I think, is the next movie after that that's going to come out. And I think that's when we're really going to see the turning point of the direction that this is going in. Like, needing that, like, setting up an Avengers team and having that protection kind of back on Earth like they had before. I think that's kind of the movie that we're going to jumpstart that uh, and kind of see like a turning point of like this is what's going to lead us into that Kang dynasty and secret wars that are coming up um, as two big movies and obviously uh, potential big villains coming up for those movies. Well, Kang we know, but I think I, I would not be surprised if we got Doctor Doom leading into Secret Wars. Um, but just I think I think that's why I'm anticipating is because I think that might be where we start to see some some push into what this this upcoming thing is going to be. Maybe somewhat with the Marvels too, because Fury's back working with them and everything. But I think Captain America is really going to see. I also am excited for Harrison Ford as Thunderbolt Ross. Um, I think he'll play that part well. So, and I liked I liked William Hurt. He did a phenomenal job, but unfortunately. He passed away, so he needs to be replaced. And I think Harrison Ford's a good choice for that. Um, That's it. That's it for this week. Uh, We will be back next week with more rambling about things we agree and disagree with.